Welcome back to The Wine Show. Sam and Nash here, and we are now going to head over to Margaret River, and, and thank you very much for getting up early for us, Vanya. Uh, Vanya Callan from Callan Wines. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, it's wonderful to be here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now, congratulations. You you won in the Holiday Awards. You won Viticulturalist of the Year, um, which is um, not that easy to say once you've had a few wines, I'd imagine. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> And winemaker's much easier to say, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, even vigneron. <laughs> vigneron, that's right. Um, um, yeah, it's a great, great um, testament to your to your work over well, really fifty years, isn't it? Um, well, sorry, not yeah. fifty. Is it? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, no, it is. It is because I look at it as being a you know the award actually is for everyone that is. It is Cullen's fiftieth year. You know, yeah. everybody that has contributed. Over that time, and um, you know, it's an in, in inaugural award for the James Halliday Wine Companion too, which I think is, um, you know, really take my hat off to them in that because you know the, the wine does come from the vineyard, and um, you know, without the, the the vines and the vineyard, we don't have wine. So I think it's really um, uh, well overdue, really. But it's great; it's um, a great honour, and I'm very grateful. To win on behalf of everybody that has contributed to Cullens over the, the past 50 years um, uh, to win the award. And, and particularly, I think the really important thing is that the, the message it gives us sustainability too, because we're a certified um, biodynamic um, carbon positive um, bin, uh, business, actually. Um, so our stores sequester more carbon than our whole business emits. Um, wow. And so... In terms of climate change and sustainability, I think it's really important and it's wonderful to have that direction also. I mean, as well as the fact we found that with the biodynamics and looking after the land, um, we actually have uh, better quality fruit than um, we've ever had. And so sustainability does give better, better quality fruit and wine as well. So there's all those things in there that we found over that journey from being biodynamic and, you know, starting to go biodynamic in 2004, which we were not ridiculed, but it wasn't very pleasant going out and saying they're biodynamic because at the time there really wasn't the um, understanding, the scientific understanding of what biodynamics um, does for the land, which is essentially about the microbiology, that it drives the microbiology and the, the soil health uh, and um, that gives, you know, healthy land, healthy vines and better quality fruit. So... It's really been incredible to live through that almost a sense of ridicule at times mm, yeah. and, and now through to that tipping point where everyone's looking at, you know, not putting um, glyphosate on land and looking at natural ways to, ways which actually, you know, the minute you put synthetic chemicals on the land, you actually stop 50% of carbon sequestration. So it's like it's, it's a really powerful way to drive, you know, uh, regenerative agriculture um, sustainability, better quality wine, and I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. It's, it is hard work, and it takes a long time, and has you have to have a commitment and you know um, passion and a long term strategy for it. But it's really, really, you know, I can't say how deeply, deeply pleasing um, it is for a whole lot of reasons, and mm. um, and of course a great honour. And I think um, you know, having been uh, around for a while, you know, you've seen the Australian wine industry go from brand Australia to regional Australia and now we're looking at you know we actually see ourselves as being in the Williabrup sub-region of Margaret River and always like to acknowledge the indigenous cultures um, you know with respect to the Wadandi people who mm. um, 
you know, <coughs> elders past and present and future, with respect, because they were here before. And on our 50-year journey, it's like we've had 50 years of sustainability in terms of minimal chemical inputs, then organic, then biodynamic. And, you know, you look back and you see before us, there was 65,000 years <laughs> of sustainable land care. Yeah, and isn't it's it? A bit of a, it's very humbling, really. It's really um, incredible when you when you think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, mm. And I think, yeah, and I'd like to think that, you know, there's that indigenous, that energy of all that 65,000 years of sustainable land care sort of gets integrated with our little tiny little speck of sand of 50, 50 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's, um, look, we, we talk about the, you know, the, the um, partnership between um, viticulturalist and and winemaker and and how crucial it is and we we've been you know repeatedly it comes through you know when we when we're discussing and and in the past as you say this is the the first year they've um, they've actually got an award particularly for for um, you know growing the, the fruit um, so but but it's, we've been talking about it for a long time as we you know lord winemakers for for crafting you know beautiful fruit into beautiful wines but um i'm i'm interested to to hear cuz we we throw around the terms organic and biodynamic and 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 it's an area that people as you say you know when when you started doing it there was you know like in 04 so what are we 17 years back you know there there was a bit of skepticism and and maybe not and understanding about you know how it can be done properly, but um, the principles go so far back, don't they? To you know Rudolf Steiner in like the late eighteen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, the principles do, and I, and uh, you know it takes a while for science to sort of catch up, I suppose. But if you look back, it's really how you know um, land has been farmed. I mean, Rudolf Steiner um, was sort of initiated it because the German farmers were concerned about the um, effect of chemicals on their land. Mm. And um, I, I see it as he really took from the how people were already farming before that, you know. And um, so he, he took all those principles and, and, and kind of, I suppose, made them more uh, current. Um, and, you know, the use of the cow manure that gives the microbiological life and the plants that give all the minerals and vitamins, um, sorry, not vitamins, minerals to the soil. And, and you know, it, it's just a, a multifaceted sort of way of farming that mm. I think people have used for a long while, you know. Um, it's just that all of a sudden <coughs> it, it, it became different um, uh, with, with the use of chemicals on the land. So I, I think that it, it really pertains to the pr principles of you know, healthy land and, and balance in the vine. And what we noticed, and it has been through, biodynamics really is also about observation because Rudolf Steiner very much said that every individual farm is, is that and a farmer has to look at look at their property. Understand and their own, yeah, little microculture and climate. That, that's right. And so, therefore, that, that brings about a sense of individuality with respect to, well, in this case, with wine as well. So... It, because we don't add anything to our wine, I call it wine growing because we're we're <laughs> making the wine, the vines, you know, and and the voice of the vineyard has become very loud in the winery because we we pick around the the planetary aspect of you know the moon. I'm full moon day today. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of that, around the moon, the moon's the most important planet because it's it's, it's the closest planet. And, and there are other planets that obviously come in um, and, and also constellations um, with respect to um, 
the moon. So, so it's, you bring in the planets, which is something that's you know age old to the moon. Most people who who garden know that the moon has effects on what they do. We also bring that into our winemaking. So we bring that um, aspect of harvesting and bottling. Mm. Um, we do that on on the on the calendar days. So it's it's actually. Um, you know, it's been a lot of learning through observation and we've just observed without an idea of what, what we think it should be um, but, and more so what it actually is than we see it in the glass or in the vineyard. So it's been, a, and, a, and you know, it's constantly changing too. I don't think it ever will be um, something which is static, you know, because, because climate change, uh, who knows what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? You, You've um you've got two groups of distinct groups of people um over in Margaret River, and they both have an interest in what the moon's doing because the tides for the surfers, of course, are guided by the phases of the moon. You know, exactly, so and, and don't forget the fishermen. Yes, of course, yeah. It's more so, or less the calendar we use is more or less the same as fishermen. Wow, yeah, it's so um as a as a you know rule of thumb, you, you said today's a full moon day. Does that mean that it's better for leaves or for fruit? Well, that depends on which constellation it's in. So uh-huh. it can be a full moon leaf day, which means it, it, you know, it's going to be more about, you know, more likely to rain, so it's not good for harvesting. But when Maria Tun was a German horticulturist and she did a study looking at the influence of plant growth and the constellations, and she found after 30 years that the... the um, if it's in the fire sign, which is Leo Sagittarius Aries, it's better for fruit. And the flower days are the air signs, um, Libra, Aquarius and Gemini. So we generally do our um, wine activities around that. Um, and in the vineyard, obviously, it's more different. We plant on the leaf days, so we're planting cover crops and a full moon. And if the moon is close to the earth, so if it's a perigee, that actually has means it's more powerful. And you'll see that if you get a full moon perigee, you'll see bigger tides. That's when it's, you know, you can have really um, more problems with, you know, during winter with wash away on the beach. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's just about, you know what it is? It's really about being connected to nature. And, and uh, you know, I love that. I think there needs to be more of that in the world. Uh, just, uh, you know, it makes you look up at the moon and see where the moon is, you know, and you're sort of, <laughs> you're just kind of looking up. You're, you're observing. You're in, in the now and you're actually looking and observing at nature and um, it's a great privilege to do that. So, so would, you, would you say that there are, you know, there, there are some guidelines and some, some sort of general rules you're following, but it's more intuitive? Um, um, no, it's a mixture of both, really. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I've been doing um, there for... 30-odd years, 38 years, so it does become intuitive. There's no doubt about that. But um, I think we do have, within everything we do, obviously, we do we have a scientific approach as well in the sense of um, observation. I think observation, repeated observation is science, you know. Mm. So, it's, And I did a science degree at university. So, but, you know, it becomes intuitive after a while when you've done it for that long, certainly. Yeah. And I think um, we've got some great people that have contributed to... To um, to the whole story of Cullens and biodynamics, and you know the people that are working in the winery at the moment and the vineyard. You know we've got Andy Barrett led in the winery, and we've got um, um, Brian Martin the vineyard. We had Matt Dermody who did a lot in terms of our um, carbon um, cycling and carbon uh, becoming carbon positive. 
Um, we had um, Pete Mamoni in the vineyard. We had um, Mike Fleegers who started our biodynamics. And then we, Mum and I went organic back in 1998. We had Dick Marcus back then. So mm. it's been a journey of, you know, um, every person brings something slightly different and it's all about land care and sustainability. But, yeah, is it science or is it observation? I think it's, it's my, my take on it is it's about, it's, it's about being um, a observing and being onto things. Like our winemaking actually changed completely which was when we went biodynamic. We were, you know, we used to harvest our, our say for our Chardonnay, for instance, we'd, we'd harvest it and bring it into the winery, put it into the cool room overnight. We'd get up at three in the morning, we'd process it, we'd, <clears throat> you know, um, crush, get the juice, put enzymes in it. We wouldn't start doing anything really until, you know, probably a few days later, whereas... Now we harvest on that we want to bring that energy and that life and that activation from the vineyard into the winery. So we harvest it on the fruit and flower day, it gets processed straight away, um, it goes into tank and then it, it gets, uh, has a, a racking to take it off gross leaves and then it just starts, it, it's, we just leave it. it we don't mm. add anything at all. So it's a complete change in terms of getting the purity of the land and, and that time at harvest is, is really full on because yeah. we're doing everything then you know we don't sort of let it sit for months chilling and then rack it warm it add yeast add this add that add that we don't add anything at all it's mm. just uh, quite remarkable really yeah. yeah so does that mean it's it's just the wild yeasts will start the ferment yeah yeah, yeah we have something like we had a study of saccharomyces yeast strains done in 2008 and they found we had over 600 different saccharomyces strains in the in the in the vineyard and 400 in the winery mm. and so it's like we've got that many out there and probably it's about 80 um yeast strains that ferment the ferment the wine all up so it's we don't even know we haven't measured it to be honest we don't we're not a big company so we don't have the resources to be able to measure that but i know that michael brakovich um in new zealand did a study and he found 80 different strains and then you know we also believe we're getting Yeast is a part of our terroir, um, you know, that we have our, because the yeast breed every year in the soil, that, you know, and with the biodynamic life, we're bound to be getting new strains of, of yeast um, mm. that are unique to our property. Indigenous to there, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, yep. and so I guess like a, you know, like a blended wine, you know, the sum of the parts is, is better than, um, the, you know, the individual. Um, if you've got 80 strains of, um, if you've got... Um, you know, we've got 80 aspects, you know, starting that ferment, then it's kind of gives you some security that, you know, if one fails this year, that's not your only only uh, um, bit of well, ammo. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, the whole, my, um, my brother's a gastroenterologist and, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, the 500 preparation that goes on the soil. That comes from a, you know, he says, you know, we all understand, you know, the influence of gut biome on brown, brain, you know, the brain functioning and how it has a direct effect. It's the same with the land, with the biodynamics, with the 500, which, you know, it comes from a cow stomach, which has, four, you know, four stomachs, and then you dynamize it in the cow horn and then spray it on the land. So you're just spraying pure microbiological life. Now, that microbiological life is the internet highway under the ground, which, you know, communicates all the cover crop and the plants and and has, you know, the, the healthy soil and the carbon cycling, everything happening. So when you come to the yeast, it's like you, you almost can't, like, 
like, you know, we would say you can't actually analyse all the gut bacteria. It's almost like, you know, you just have to assume that, you know, that's how people used to make wines before. It's only very recent people used to inoculate for yeast. You know, mm. it's not, uh, it's sort of, we, we look at, at the way we are now and, and, and it's like that we found that if you leave wines and you look after them, that, that they will eventually ferment. And that was when we went to, I took the, uh, we took the uh, winemaker, Trev Ken and Mike Fleggers to, um, to, uh, oh, to Europe and because there wasn't any knowledge about winemaking in biodynamics in Australia at all at the time when we started out. Yep. And um, that was the amazing thing. And we were told, you know, you had to get the ferment over as quickly as possible to retain the fruit. But in actual fact, they had completely the opposite. Um, <laughs> as Philosophy, you know, like yeah. the, longer, the longer you leave it, the better the wine, you know. So it's like it completely flipped our whole consciousness in terms of what, what was, you know. So it's like, wow. And so it, it's been a lot of learning and a lot of observing. And as long as you look after the wine, you have to take care of the wine. You can't just leave it. Um, it, it, it sort of just, you, you do get that extra depth, extra complexity and individuality and sense of completeness is the word that I really feel is, is um, the word that I would say attribute to biodynamics because it has a balance which comes from the grape because mm. there's no additions or subtractions, yeah. Uh, I love it. It's, um, it, uh, it really makes me want to go out and... Well, have, either, <laughs> have, have one of your bottles are important. Yeah, right? yeah, no. No, 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 yeah, no, it's very, you know, when you taste the wines, they have this energy and this life and this sort of mm, um, aliveness, which, because we don't do anything from the land, well, we obviously we do, but we basically try and keep that, that, that energy and that liveness from the, the land to the, to the glass. So the, we say the voice of the land is, is louder in the glass, which I, it's singing its own song, you know, which in terms of that kind of ties back into, um, you know, the the song lines and the energy of the land, which I love. I love that. Yeah. Oh, look, you're doing clearly doing a good job because, uh, you know, you win this award for for the vineyard, but then, you know, the, you're winning many awards for the wine too. And so... Um, Cullen Wines, it's definitely something we've got to put on the list when we can get back over to um, Margaret River. Um, yeah. And we can get your wines fairly uh, easily at retail, certainly some of them, and then the website for the others, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I know there's good retail outlets in Melbourne and we do sell online, so that's... Um it's, it's, uh, and also, when yeah, we've got the... When it finally happens... Um, I think it's backtracked to November now. That there's a direct flight from Melbourne to yeah, that's to so River. exciting. And we we <laughs> were talking about that just before COVID hit, and we were getting so excited. Um, and and you guys coming over here was it was equally exciting, apparently. So um, I know. Well, yeah. that's right. West Australia, we love to travel to Melbourne. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah. Well, keep doing what you're doing. I reckon. Um, you know, 50 years, you're probably getting all right at it by now. Oh, thank you so much. No, I think the next, the next. Someone was saying, "What's next?" And I said, "Well, the next thing is sustainability and climate change, and it's not about us anymore. It's about um, acting and, um, yeah, while we can." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and well, drinking great sustainable wine in, at the same time. Perfect. That's a, that is a okay. really great <laughs> theme to leave uh, to finish our show with. Um, Vanya, thank you. It's been lovely and. Um, and uh, we'll chat again, I'm sure. And enjoy your afternoon, hey?
Thanks, Simon. Okay, you have a great day too. Thanks so much. See you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.